G'day everyone, welcome back to Risk Biscuits. As you know, I'm Michael, your host. Thanks for joining in. A uh, bit of a bit of a change to the format. I'm going to try something new. Do this on a weekly basis. Hopefully, people get something out of it. Now, I'm going to call it Sunday sessions. So, just going to have a couple of beers, talk about markets, have a bit of a rant, all that sort of thing. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Pasahi. Good beer. So grab a beer or a drink of your choice and um, yeah, I'm basically just going to try and cut through all the, you know, like all the noise and reports of the last week or so and just give you a bit of a summary in terms of what's going on um, and what's coming in a couple of weeks ahead. Uh, before we get into things, I'll just share something on the screen, usual disclaimer. Uh, look, all care, no responsibility. This show is for entertainment purposes, basically. Uh, I'm not in the business of providing financial advice. If you need financial advice, go somewhere else and seek it. All right, let's get into the show. So what happened? Well, it's basically all about NVIDIA, really. I mean, there was like a collective sigh of relief when NVIDIA beat and, you know, well, oh, beat earnings, beat revenue, upgraded guidance, you know, outlook, everything's perfect. Everyone sort of breathed a sigh of relief. Up until then, the market was... A little bit cautious. Uh, I'll just get up some charts. Just hang on a second. Where am I? All right. I'll just get up a few charts quickly just to sort of see what happened for the week. Uh, let me just move that out of the way. Um, all right. So uh, let's just have a quick look on a weekly basis. Uh, yeah. So look, you can see it right here. So market sort of flat to down earlier in the week. You know, I forget exactly when the video recorded, but I guarantee you it was somewhere around here. And then the market ran into the close. Um, on a percent basis, up 0.8 of a percent for the week. So not too bad. That's a yes. I'll have a look at SPX just for the purists out there. Gee, that's better on a weekly basis. I know. 0.87. Uh, who else we got? NDX. Great if it just remembered what I was trying to do. Um, uh, 1.85. So, yeah, again, you know, technology-led, MAG7, NVIDIA, that's sort of the only game in town, uh, which has been good. Uh, just let me check something for one second. Let's see. Oh, no, that's just saying it closed down. I was sort of saying, thinking he was saying it was down for the week, which made no sense. Um, Russell 2000. What did that do? That's been bouncing around like a yo-yo for a while. Yeah, it actually had a good week. Yeah, good on you, you small cap guys. Been getting smashed for the past couple of, well, past couple of years, to be fair. Um, the big winners on the week. Uh, obviously, the video was one, the, the semi-space, that sort of thing. Uh, actually, let's just quickly have a look at the um, Chinese markets or, sorry, Asian markets. So Japan, Nikkei, that's just going from, oh, I'm on the wrong screen, that's going from strength to strength, the Nikkei. Uh, percent terms for the week, 45%, I wish. Almost 2.5% for the week. Hang Seng, I guarantee you the story is not the same there, although it has been doing a little bit better, so... I was down 0.35 for the week, which for that is good. 
I mean, if you have a look at a yearly chart, it's down 20% on a yearly basis. So that's not great. Uh, let's have a quick look at oil. No, sorry, I've jumped rates. I probably should jump rates because they've just been trading like shit recently, to be honest. It's like the most annoying trade to be part of. Um, you know, it sort of came down here, the world was ending and we had a bit of a rise and it looked like, you know, we were going to get five or six cuts and bond market was going to fly and then it's just sort of fallen in a bit of a heap again. Uh, but to be fair, last couple of last couple of sessions, it's done quite well. Maybe that's some seasonality month end type stuff, so you never know. But let's have a look on a percent basis. So, you know, quarter percent for the week. That's the two-year note, so that's pretty good. Uh, have a look at the 20-year. Uh, look at ZB, that's up almost 0.6. So that's actually had a decent week, um, you know, to be fair. It's coming off a pretty decent downturn, so maybe it's just you know, a bit of bouncing around. But the big winners for the week were the gold bugs. Who would have thought it? So gold, hopeless, pet rock, everyone hates it, goes nowhere, doesn't do anything, all of a sudden up 2.5% for the week. And most of that's on Friday. Big move, very similar to that move earlier in the year. You can kind of see it here. It was sort of a big jump, just one day spike. Uh, it's spiked up again. Be interesting to see how it trades next week, if that sort of continues or if it gets sold off. Um, I don't really know, to be honest. See what happens on, on Monday when the punches come back. Uh, copper, you know, like just kind of in a bit of a range, really. Um, you know, Dr. Copper, the old saying, that sort of hasn't, been sort of playing out too well recently. It was up for the week, I think. Just let me have a quick look. But yeah, only up a quarter of a percent for the week. But still very volatile, just kind of bouncing around. You know, it, I feel like it's just sort of in this range of, you know, trying to figure out whether the global economy is going to collapse or, you know, we're going to get some, some stimulus out of China. Uh, I don't really know the answer to that, to be honest. So we'll see. Um, have a look at VIX. So we had a bit of a, a, a big spike earlier in the week. Don't worry, I won't do VIX on the percentage term for the week. Um, we had a bit of a spike earlier in the week. Well, yeah, early in the week it was, and, you know, maybe it was going to sort of run for a bit, but it seems to have rolled over again, uh, which is good for, for equities. It's, you know, we've had a bit of rally. Um, this is the move index. Um, yeah, it hasn't really been doing too much at all recently. This is a 12-month chart, obviously. Um but, you know, it is trending down, which which is also very good for equity prices. You know, personally, there's a bit of a finger-in-the-air kind of analysis, but I always feel like when the move is is kind of, when the volatility of the move is lower, equity seems to do quite well. How are we doing on a year-to-date basis? Well, pretty good. Uh, technology, this is just a breakdown of all the various ETFs. Um, how they performed for the year. So SPY for the year is up 8.2%, sorry, 8.6%, which is good. Um, the leader for the year is obviously technology. XLK up 12, almost 12.5% for the year. What's this one here? 0.32. Uh, I think that's transports or something. So, you know, even, even they're positive for the year. So that's good. But look, everything's kind of, you know, we started out in the year with, it was very much led by technology and everything else was suffering. Um, seems as though the other parts of the market have caught up. Um, 
you know, the gold balls are pretty excited about this move in gold. Some would argue that gold's been underperforming for a while and just needs to catch up. So, you know, that could be as much of any of it as um, as anything. So what's in the week ahead? So jobs coming up this week. Uh, there's jolts on Tuesday. Obviously, unemployment um, numbers in the US at the end of the week uh, and from Friday. And look, I don't know, like, the market's doing really well. And, you know, like, on one level, it makes you nervous because you just think it just can't continue. But it does. Um, and, you know, I, I guess uh, that's a good thing. Well, it's not a bad thing. The portfolio is doing pretty well. Um, I'll just have a quick look, see how the portfolio did for the week. Um, so does it continue? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm a pessimistic person, I guess, by heart. So there's a part of me that sort of says, you know, oh, it's getting pretty high. Things are quite nervous. Like, portfolio was up 5% for the week. So, I mean, I'm pretty levered, so bear that in mind. But, yeah pretty good um i probably should just mention what i own currently so currently i'm long es uh I rolled from the march to the june contract uh i'm long the two-year note in the june contract and i'm short volatility via sfix which i'm long sfix which is a short volatility etf um so yeah look great week uh obviously for the portfolio it's been doing really well so far this year Hopefully it continues. Um, a big part of its performance is leverage. Uh, so, you know, look, take that with a grain of salt. The market starts to shit itself. Then all of a sudden my returns will go with it. Um, but like, you know, like the charts look pretty good. Like I'm not really a technical guy. I'm not going to draw a bunch of lines and, you know, talk about support levels and resistance and all that sort of stuff. But like the market's basically been going straight up since October. Now, should it be? I don't know. Um, I don't really care, to be honest. Like, I'm just happy that it is. Like, we had a pretty shit run for 12, 18 months there. It's finally going up. It's been doing it for three or four months or well, probably closer to five months now. Uh, that's a good thing. Ideally, I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. That's, that's sort of the whole reason we're invested in the market in the first place. But I think sometimes we forget that, like these... It's a bunch of guys on Twitter at the moment that are really bearish and talking about fucking gold giving a signal and like, oh, it's just endless. Like that, that's probably what I want to talk about a bit too is just mindset and positive and being positive. Like the entire reason that you invest is that theoretically you will make money over time. Like otherwise, why are you doing it? So, the, the, you know, then there's obviously the question of what you invest in and how much leverage you use. And there's a whole variety of different ways you can approach the market. But the gist of being involved in the market is that you're trying to make money as opposed to trying to constantly predict the end of the world. And, like, the world just doesn't end. Like, it just keeps on turning. Like, bad things happen. Absolutely. Like, markets go up and down. We get shocks. All sorts of things happen. Like, you, you look at a long-term chart, like, there's been a whole variety of shit that's happened along the way, and it hasn't been fun for periods of time. But James sort of goes on about this a lot, but, like, there's a lot of very robust scientific analysis that says over time, markets go up. 
not just the S&P 500, like markets in general go up, whether it's the bond markets, European market, Asian markets, whatever it may be. So you're in the market to invest and make money. So why be fucking pessimistic all the time? Like there's just these guys that are constantly shorting everything. Everything's a bear signal. World's about to end. Like half the time, the half the time, the stuff that they're going on about, the market knows about. Like it's nothing new, you know. Like, um, oh, that guy Michael Gayet or guy, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Michael Gayet, I think it is. Guys, just constantly going on and on and on about being Nvidia being fucked. Like it's at all time highs. Like. You know the guy's not shorted because if he was shorted, he'd be blown up by now. So he just sort of talks about it as though, like, the world's ending. And meanwhile, like, look at the stock. Like, it's just been on an absolute tear. Like, this is a log chart, and it's just, like, up and to the right. It can't do anything wrong. And, you know, they've beat earnings yet again. They've got a big conference coming up uh, middle of March, which is probably the main thing that, like, people are waiting for, to be honest. Like, if that... It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. Like the the smart sort of fundamental guys probably already know, but I think if if that's a, if that's positive, well, sorry, let me take a step back. There's a couple of different things going on. You've obviously got the macro piece around inflation, PCE, CPI, all all kind of started coming in a bit hot again. So. You know, the natural reaction to that is, oh, my God, inflation's breaking out again. It's the 1970s. That seems to be where the narrative goes very quickly. Now, it could just be a blip. It could just roll over again. You know, it could be nothing like the 1970s. Um, you know, there's some people that think it's much more analogous to the late 90s. Like we've got, you know, high GDP growth, relatively high interest rates. The market's fine. Employment's strong. The economy is booming, like in, particularly in the US, like doesn't really seem to be a lot that's wrong at the moment. And the big kind of debate at a macro level is really around, will the strength of the US market lead to increases in labor prices or is there enough productivity growth going on in the market to offset that? That's really what it boils down to. And if there is enough productivity growth, then in my view, inflation sort of rolls over and it's a storm in a teacup and, you know, it's it's the late 90s all over again and we're in for a, a really nice ride. Um, if labour prices break out, then, you know, cuts are going to be on hold. People are going to start talking about rate hikes again and, you know, things, things get bad for equities and bonds all over again. Um, I don't. I don't know which which one of those is more correct. I'm inclined to think the the earlier, like just to have a positive mindset. Like it seems as though this AI thing is actually a thing that's that's flowing through to the markets and flowing through to sorry, not just flowing through to the markets, but actually flowing through to business. Like there's obviously a massive capex spend going on at the moment. I can kind of see the arguments for the productivity increases. Like there's a lot of just, you know, really mundane back and forward nonsense that happens at a corporate level that theoretically could be automated. And if it could be, then that's good for labour prices. Not so good for the employees, but certainly good for labour productivity. Um, so, you know, I think on a macro level, like the market's kind of telling you that things are okay at the moment. 
Um, obviously, the bond market's saying that, you know, six, seven cuts that were initially priced aren't happening. Um, you know, maybe at best we get the three that the Fed are currently projecting. Might end up being a little bit less. Um, I, I don't really know, but I, obviously the bias is sort of the downside. Um, so what do you do here? Like, there's a guy that I've been chatting to online who's mostly in cash waiting for the crash. And, you know, good on him. Like, it, the market may very well have crashed. Like, it's, I'm not criticising him in any way, but it kind of feels like this market is trading as though people aren't long enough. Like, we've all been kind of um, indoctrinated into the idea that rising rates must lead to a recession and therefore we're going to have a collapse in the, in the stock market. That's kind of what's ingrained in people's minds. And, like, so far, that just hasn't happened. Uh, and it may happen at some point, but it's it's not happening right now. Like, you have to admit that. It's not currently happening. And if you look at the markets, like, if you look at just take the S&P 500 or take ES, which is what I trade. So we're going to talk about ES. If you want to look at something else, look at something else. But, like, it's just basically gone up. And there are very few pullbacks and any pullback is getting bought up almost straight away. Like, there's really not a lot of chance to get into the market. So it sort of feels like people are chasing, uh, which should push things higher. Um, you know, at some point, people are going to chase. There's going to no, be no chase left. Like, people are going to have, like, FOMO into the market. I, it doesn't really feel like FOMO at the moment. Like, it's... It's getting frothy, don't get me wrong, but like there's definitely some FOMO in the sort of semi-space and some of the tech space, but like the broader market in general doesn't really feel like people are kind of panicking that they're not in yet. They're just slowly getting in. So like honestly, like if I was one of those people that was in cash and waiting for the, you know, for the collapse, like I don't know what I'd do here, to be honest, because I feel like you're just going to miss out on quite a big run but the flip side is it could all kind of stop tomorrow and we could, you know, have it like we need a decent pullback. Um, I've my, although I'm pretty levered, I've got some spare capacity in the moment and I've been wanting to increase size. Um, I've been planning on doing that once we have a pullback. Uh, and I've been waiting for that pullback for four or five months. Um, so, you know, on one level, I hope it comes tomorrow so I can increase size and get more exposure. On another level, it's kind of nice, the market going up every day. And, you know, I'm just kind of a bit sick of, I'm sick of the people screaming about how bad it is that the market's going. Like, fuck, that's the whole point. Anyway, like, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be rude. Like, everyone's entitled to their view and definitely the market like doesn't always go up and it will go down at some point. But fuck, like at some point, you've just got to have a look at your bias. Um, and for the time being, I think it's worth being the positive guy. So I, I put up a meme earlier. Um, oh, I can't find it now, but the two guys on the bus, like you want to be the guy that's looking at the sunny side, I think is really kind of summary. If you're going to kind of summarize things like the market is doing well, there aren't any signs of impending doom or gloom. 
Uh, inflation is definitely stickier than, you know, some would have liked. There aren't any signs that there's a, some massive breakout in inflation occurring. Uh, it's definitely a bit stronger and, you know, um, Dario Perkins and others have sort of talked about how it might sort of be, be more volatile than it has been in the past. But, you know, most reasonable economists and, you know, but most reasonable economists and taking them with a grain of salt are of the view that inflation is a little bit more volatile than it used to be, but it's still heading in the right direction. No one with half a brain is talking about, certainly as a base case of a 1970s inflation breakout, rates going to 10%, markets collapsing. So anyone that's kind of talking about that, and particularly anyone that's selling a product talking about that, like, have a good look at yourself before you get involved, because that's not really where you want to be. Like, the markets are doing well. You should enjoy that. It's why we're here. Stop complaining. Have some fun. Have a beer. Put on some size. Or sorry, put on some exposure. Maybe don't max out your leverage here because, you know, I at some point we're going to have a 5%, 10% pullback. Uh, you know, be cautious, but be optimistic. Uh, it's the same things happening pretty much in every global market, like other than the Chinese exposed markets like Japan, Europe, the US, all markets are trading. Well, other than the Chinese markets and the London markets, pretty much every market, major market is trading close to all time highs. Stocks are doing well. Markets are doing well. Enjoy it, have some fun and relax. All right, that's the end of the rant for today. I hope you had a good week last week. Let's hope the next week is as good as this one and let's keep the party going. All right, see you next time. Cheers.